Hello, y'all. This is Leonard Cousins again, uh, saying God bless you. Uh, and just happy to be able to talk to you once again. And today I want to talk to you about something that I believe is very important. Uh, I want to talk to you about who you are as a person, you know, and, and, and so when I what I mean by that is as a human being, you know who you are. Uh, and so first, I need to tell you that this body that you see every day uh, is not the real you. Uh, it kind of reminds me of a car. You know, your vehicle is designed to get you around town and for you to drive and use it as you need. And so uh, at some point that vehicle is going to get old. And at some point it's not going to work as well as it did before. And then finally, you know, you'll get rid of it and 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 then you'll have to get a new vehicle. Right. Well, when you look in that mirror and you see your body. Right. That that is not the real you. The Bible says that man is a spirit and he has a soul and he lives in a body. In Genesis, the Bible talks about how God made Adam from the dust of the earth. And so the first thing that God did was that he began to mold and shape man from the dust of the earth. And he said, let us make man. And so God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit formed man and shaped man. He says he's going to make man in his own image. Well, God is a spirit, right? And so to be made in the image of God, you would have to be made a spirit. So the truth of the matter is you are a spirit being. I know this sounds strange, but the real you is a spirit. Now you ever heard, uh, you ever heard those encounters, I guess, uh, those situations where people have near death experiences and they said that they were above their bodies and they were looking down on their bodies or that somehow they came out of their body and they could see their bodies. They could hear what was happening. You have people talk about, uh, you know, they they've had a near death experience. And and so people are trying to bring them back and they're putting the paddles on their chest and and applying electricity or they're doing CPR and they're standing there watching as this as they're doing CPR on the person's body. Well, that stuff is real, right? Because man is a spirit because we're made in the image and in the likeness of God. And so we have a soul and we live in a body. Now, the spirit part of me is the part of me that contacts God. It's the eternal part. When I die and uh, leave my body, right? That's the real me. All right. Now, let's talk about this for a minute because people get confused. The Bible talks about man being spirit, soul and body. The soul is the part of you that enables you to think uh, your emotions, your will. Everything is attached to your soulless rim. That's the part that calls you to remember uh, that you remember the relationships that you have, that anything that deals with emotional issues, anything like that, intelligence, that's all your soul. Your body, well, that's the part of you that you see every day. That's the vehicle I was talking about. While you're in this earth as a spirit, you wouldn't be able to exist here. You have to have a body, right? So 
the way you walk around and get around in this earth is that you do it in your body. But eventually your body will grow old if you're fortunate. And one day your body will get tired and it won't be able to exist anymore. See, so the Bible says, as Paul was speaking um, in the Bible, he talked about the inward man being renewed daily, but the outer man perishes every day because you got to remember the spirit part of you is eternal. It's never going to die. It's never going to cease to exist. Your spirit will live forever because you're made in the image and the likeness of God. God is life. God is forever. And if we're made in the image and likeness of God, we are forever. Now, the question is, where are you going to be forever? But we'll get to that later. All right. So man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. Now, here's the really cool thing. You remember that story about the rich man and Lazarus? Well, that's a real good story to kind of show you how man is a spirit, a soul and a body. So the Bible talks about in Luke 16 about a rich man. There was a certain rich man and he fared sumptuously. All right. That means that he was doing well for himself. Uh, you know, great, uh, lots of money, great relationships, very popular. Um, he had more than enough. His servants had more than enough. So he done he he was doing well. All right. But there was a poor man. His name was Lazarus. And he camped out at the rich man's gate. All right. So anyway, this rich man, eventually he died. Now, check this out. The Bible says he died. And was buried. Okay, get that. He he died and then he was buried. All right. So now his body is what is buried in the ground. You know, when you go to funerals and you see that person laying up there in the casket, that is that person's body. That's the vehicle that they use while they were in the earth. That's their body. But their spirit is not there anymore. Their spirit is with Jesus Christ in heaven or their spirit is in hell and torment. Those are the only two places they can be. There's no such thing as as ghosts walking around and and running around out there on the earth and trying to get back here and all that kind of craziness. No. uh, -uh. So anyway, this rich man, he's buried. His body is buried. Right. And so. But the scripture says the rich man died and he was buried and in hell he lifted up his eyes. Now, clearly. They buried him. So that's his body. But in hell, he lifted up his eyes. You mean he's got eyes in hell? Not only does he have eyes, but he has feelings in hell. He said he's being tormented in this place. He can get thirsty in hell. So his soul is clearly in hell. He remembers in hell because he remembers his brothers because he tells Father Abraham, Father Abraham, would you send someone or would you go and tell my brothers not to come to this place? Or can you let me outside and go tell them? <laughs> no, nope, because once you get there, you ain't coming back. You stuck. You stuck like Chuck 
for eternity. All right, so it's pretty clear that the rich man's body was buried in the ground, but the rich man's spirit and soul were being tormented in hell. All right, so man is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in a body. Now, because of what Adam did in the garden, when Adam sinned against God, mankind was born into iniquity or born into sin and shaped in iniquity. Mankind came came into this world separated from God. You don't have to tell a baby how to do bad. A baby will do bad on its own because when it gets older, if you don't spank that child, that child will be bad. And the reason being is because you have spirit forces that were cast out of hell, demons that were cast out of hell. They're on this earth. They were on this earth back during Adam and Eve when this when the spirit of Satan got into the snake and caused Eve to eat from the tree and then offer her husband some and deceive her husband. And then they ended up falling. And now they're separated and everybody born from Adam and Eve, everybody born from um, that comes from Adam, right, is a sinner. And that's all of us. Every person that ever was and that ever will be, right, is going to be born into this world a sinner. Period. That's just the way it is. Right. But God is God is just and God is merciful. And he sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, so that we can have a chance to be with him. Scripture says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. He says that God didn't send his son into the world to condemn this world, but that the world through him might be saved. So God is wanting to save mankind, not send mankind to hell. All right. So man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. But we got to do something about this, because if you're on this earth and you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're one heartbeat away from damnation. You're one stroke away from eternity and damnation away from God. You are in a serious situation. You are lost and you're without God. And you're in a place where potentially you won't experience God's love for all eternity if you die in that condition. If you die that way, you will never experience the goodness of God ever experience the goodness of God once you leave that body. See, what we don't think about is every day we walk around breathing and every day we walk around you know, uh, experiencing the beauty of this earth, we're experiencing the goodness of God. When we go outside <clears throat> and we breathe in his air and we're looking at his creation and we're wondering how in the world is that earth spinning 1000 miles an hour, but it's not going anywhere and we're spinning so fast and yet we're not falling, but everything is balanced so delicately. Everything is placed in the position so delicately. We're enjoying the goodness of the Lord. We're enjoying God's goodness. Every day you get up and you have health in your body, you're enjoying God's health. Every day you get up 
and you get to see out of those eyes and you get to hear out of those ears. You get to touch and feel with those hands and you get to smell the beauty of this creation, you know, and you you, you get out there and you get to you get to taste the wonderful food. You're experiencing the goodness of the Lord. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. God is so good to his creation. He, he says he lets it rain on the just and it rains on the unjust. God is such a good God that he wouldn't leave his creation in that situation. Here we are. We're lost without him. The Bible says we're men most miserable without God. So if you're walking around and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are a man most miserable. You're a woman most miserable. And chances are, if you've never accepted Christ, that means that you're looking for something to put into that place where Jesus belongs, that place in your heart where God belongs. Yeah, you're looking for something. And that's generally how you get into bad situations. You get into bad relationships. You marry the wrong people. You've been divorced three or four times. You know, you go out there looking for girls and and you get hooked into pornography and you get hooked into drugs and alcohol and your life is being dominated by outside forces. And here's the deal. There is a devil. There is Satan. The same Satan that tempted Adam and Eve is the same devil that's here. The Bible says in John 10, 10, that the thief cometh not before to steal, kill and to destroy. Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So when we want to experience the goodness of the Lord, we're experiencing that right now. But there is a devil. People say, you know, well, brother, <clears throat> brother Leonard, tell me something. Why does bad things happen to good people? If God is in control of this mess out here, then why does this happen? Why did this happen to my relative and why did that happen? But the truth of the matter is there's a devil out there. If the scripture says that Jesus came, that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Then to me, anything attributed to goodness and mercy and grace and kindness and this wonderful creation if it's attributed to that, that's God. Healing is from God. Deliverance is from God. Um, mercy, hope, faith, trust, belief is from God. Now, the scripture also says that the thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and to destroy. Every bit of that comes from Satan. That's the devil. <laughs> His whole... Um, his whole M.O. is to come and destroy God's creation. He hates mankind. Satan hates mankind. So what he does is he wants to get you hooked on alcohol. He wants to get you hooked on drugs. He wants to get you hooked into illicit relationships and pornography and and he wants to get you into adultery and fornication. And he wants to get you into anything that's contrary to God. Satan is the antithesis of goodness and grace and mercy. Satan is all about himself. The Bible says that he's the father of liars. He's the father of lies and that he was a liar from the beginning. 
So Satan is always going to come and try to blind you away from the Lord. The Bible says that Satan blinded their eyes so that they couldn't see the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the gospel of Jesus Christ is simply this. Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He came. He died. He was resurrected, went back to heaven. Right. And now he gives you a chance to be with him forever. And it goes back to that scripture. I say it all the time. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So you got to understand that while you're on this earth, man, you got to do something about your eternal eternal situation. Now, here's the deal. What what amazes me about people is that people will buy insurance for everything. They'll buy a warranty for everything, you know, especially if you have the money. OK, <clears throat> you'll buy life insurance in the event something happens to you. Right. That's what insurance is, that in the event something unforeseen or God forbid something terrible happens, that whatever you insure is covered. So if you're if you're insured. Right. And something happens to you. Right. Then if it's a medical situation and you didn't die. Right. Then you covered medically. So your treatments will be cheaper. Everything will be cheaper because you got the insurance help and pay for it. In fact, it might be, you know, free, not really free, but your insurance will cover it. OK, but if you don't have insurance, then guess what happens? You're out there like you're done because you don't have insurance. That's a problem. Well, <clears throat> while you're on this earth. You need to find out, number one, why are you even here? Like, what is your purpose on this planet? Because every person that comes into this world has a purpose. You know, when a woman is impregnated by a man, that man can literally send millions of sperm into her womb. And that sperm will swim until it finds an egg. All right. But the only ones that hook up with those eggs has to fight through all those sperm. Think about that for a minute. That is not by accident. That is by design. So if you make it into this world, it's because you have a purpose. There's a reason for you to be here. God sent you here. There's a reason for you to be here. But now here's the problem. You come into this world and you're made in the image and the likeness of God. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in a body. The spirit part of you yearns for God, yearns for his his company to be in his presence. The Bible says that in his presence is the fullness of joy. Real joy comes from being in the presence of the Lord. Now, if you can experience joy here on the earth, can you imagine the type of joy that you will experience when you're in eternity with him, you will experience joy unspeakable and full of glory because, number one, you won't be inhibited by your body. You'll be in your spirit body, the real you, and you will be in the presence of God. And there is nothing like being in the presence of the Lord. Now, let me tell you a testimony. This happened to me um, shortly after I had got saved. 
So I got saved back in uh, January 9th, 1987, okay? So I've been a Christian a pretty long time, but this happened to me. I had a dream, and in this dream, I was riding through this city, this small, I guess a small town uh, in this city. It was a small town. I was on the bus, and my pastor was on the bus with me. So I think I was accompanying I uh, had to accompany him on a trip, right? So I was with him and I was sitting, I was sitting towards the, uh, my name is Leonard Cousins and I just want to give you greetings and say hello to everyone. Uh, you know, I was thinking, 